Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. Here comes Aaron Gordon the other way. I guess we'll never know. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Denver Stiff Show. It is your hosts, Zach Mikosh and Gordon Gross, back again for another week, uh, which is more than more than Joel Embiid could say, Gordon. Uh, he that was not true. back again in Denver. Well, I mean, to be fair, he's keeping up his streak, too. So we're trying <laughs> to keep it. our streak going, and he's trying to keep his That's streak it. going. That's it. History um, it was very much in jeopardy. We will we will talk about Mr. Embiid ducking Denver once again uh, and the Nuggets prevailing against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, that was on Saturday. And then oh, I had to remember that for a second. Uh, it's been a long weekend. And then uh, here on Monday, they, of course, turn around to play another Eastern Conference uh, finals contender. That is the Milwaukee Bucks coming in to Denver. Giannis currently listed on the injury report. Probable though. Probably yeah, he's with he, he's probable, right? Rather than questionable. So, well, see, so here's the thing about I, Embiid, though. He, he wasn't was on the injury all. report. Like, yeah. yeah, he just decided last second, like, yeah, nah, you know, not gonna do it. So, uh, yeah, we will talk, of course, about the Bucks game uh, here tonight. The Bucks do have made made waves. Last week, uh, a team with the second best record in the best second best record in the NBA, I believe, uh, and they um, they, they hired the Embiid of coaches. Yeah, they they end up firing their coach uh, and then hiring Doc Rivers uh, all in all in one week. So we'll, we'll since we're going to play the Bucks here uh, Monday night, we'll we'll go ahead and we'll talk about that move. We'll also look a little bit at the Oklahoma City Thunder, Gordon, on the horizon, a game in OKC. Nuggets just going through a brutal run on their schedule. <laughs> contender, uh, right contender, now. contender, contender. Uh, crappy team. Contender, contender, contender. Yeah, it's a good one. Right. I mean, it. Uh, when you think about it too, they. I mean, they. I mean, just coming off a five-game road trip. Uh, and then immediately to get the 76ers and the Bucks back to back. Now they do get two straight home games against Portland uh, after this, so you know. Bucks uh, again, right? So it's yeah, it, it's evening out. But this is the tail end of that brutal like every contender in a rose stream. That yeah, they had. January January was like definitely schedule wise uh, one of their most most difficult. Uh, runs in the entire season. They really don't have, I think they have one more big, uh, no, they really don't. I mean, they've got this, road, they'll have another road trip here in, uh, uh, well, they, they got, they've got one more kind of uh, pain in the butt thing come, stretch coming up right after that, uh, right after that game against the, uh, the Blazers, second game against the Blazers. Nuggets will go to Los Angeles and then they will go to Sacramento back to back. Right. Then they'll fly from Sacramento to Milwaukee because that makes a ton of sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but at least there's some days off there. That's not. Yeah, I was like, they have, they have like three days in between. So they probably fly yeah. from Sacramento back to Denver and then stay a night in Denver before heading off to Milwaukee. But uh, this whole stretch is then... going to be ugly because they're going back to the Kings after that. And this is right before the All Star break. So, like, right. nobody wants to play these games. It's you basically, know, that... yeah, it's. And that's what it is. It, their their run into the All Star break is pretty brutal. And then after that, they don't ever have another road trip that's more than two games. They don't play. I mean, when they are playing good teams like you know Phoenix and Boston, uh, they're getting them at home. Right. Really, other than other than some you know where where you 
determine the tiebreakers against Minnesota. Um, well, I guess Oklahoma City we determine pretty much uh, here on Wednesday. But uh, yeah, I mean that that'll be the highlight I think of of the close close of the year is is seeding and and really settling you still have three more games against minnesota there in basically the last month of the season yeah uh, settling where you where you land in terms uh in regard to them i think is going to be kind of going to be that story but for right now we're still in the mix in that mix of just this kind of brutal like like i said i mean january was always the brutal month uh for the nuggets schedule wise certainly in who they're playing like at least they had a day off in between all these and they've handled their business so far. They, they're what seven and three over their last ten, I believe. Yeah, exactly. I so, mean, they ended up they, they've they ended up with it. a winning record good. on that road trip. Yeah. You know, like I was thinking about that road trip. I was like, you know, you you basically. I don't think that you lost. I don't think either game that you lost on that road trip was a game that you should have expected them to win. Like Philadelphia is a very good team. You knew Embiid would be up for that game in Philadelphia, yep. um, and he was, and they played very well. Uh, and they won that game. And you, sh- New York is a good team, is a very good team. And while you might be like, yeah, they're not as good as Denver, though, and Denver should be a better team to be able to beat them. Sure, I would agree with you, but not on the fifth game of a five-game road trip like that. Right. I, that's a game that New York should win against. No I wanted it to be life. closer than it was, just yeah, for I mean, the Nuggets was... to put out the effort, but I didn't expect the Nuggets to like take the game. And because you had to cover the game, so it's... Uh, yes, you know. I would like you to stop giving me the games that suck, please. I was going to so say, because you got the... Uh, I think there was like a Utah game. I got game the Philly game. loss, too. We got the Philly loss to start the... And didn't you get the Utah loss where yeah. they got just completely blown? And I think the Golden... Did you have the Minnesota loss at the beginning of the year? I'm not allowed also... to cover any more of these games, man. That's just... that's. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking off the rest of the year so the Nuggets can win. That's I was, my goal. I... I was thinking about this. I was like, I'm pretty sure every like blowout this year that the Nuggets have been on the wrong end of Gordon has been on the recap. So we appreciate you, Gordon. We do. Yeah, just hanging in there, man. But yeah, I, I'm just I'm just glad that the Nuggets are coming to the end of this string. You know, they just have to survive the Bucks and the Thunder. Um, and I neither one of those games is going to be easy, but it should at least be interesting. Right. Yeah, probably not as easy as uh, what looked like was going to be a, a very difficult game. You come off that five game road trip, you think like this is uh, a lot of, you know, Scott Hastings, we said this last week, it's his favorite thing to say. His favorite saying is the hardest game of a long road trip is that first game back. Right. Your first game yeah. back is against the Philadelphia 76ers on national TV on an early tip. Like that's a uh, that's a lot working against you. But then. 15 minutes, literally 15 minutes before tip-off. After not being on the injury report at all, Joel Embiid, um, he taps out and says he's not going to play. Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris had also already been ruled out. Uh, They were on the injury report, though, so uh, it was kind of, you know, you started to see those rest games. Here's here's exactly, man, I'm telling you, this is... Because at first I was like, well, you know what, like maybe like because people brought up like he doesn't really play in Utah either. And it's like, OK, if it was like an altitude thing, if it truly was like a like a sickle cell thing or an asthma thing or something like that, like the optics would be way better for him to just say what it is than uh, right. like be like, oh, it's a it's a sore knee thing. So like I do believe like it's an altitude thing. I do believe like Joel and Bean is very adversely affected by the altitude uh, and may, or maybe you're just not not good at handling it. Uh, but I 100% believe in this case, it was indeed like being like uh, Maxi's out, Tobias is out. He's like looking around. He's like, man, I'm not feeling that great. Like, and I think he just, I honestly think he was like, yeah, nah. I'm just, do I think he was bugging him? I'm not going to play. Yes. This. Right. My knee I do think he was bit, bugging him. Like, but I, do, I, do I think that his knee was going to keep him from playing the game no matter what? Absolutely not. Otherwise, he would have been at least on the injury report. So he was like, nah, guys, I'm good to go. And then right. looked around and was like, yeah, I don't feel it. I'm not feeling it tonight. I'm not doing it. Right. And that, again, like, that's his prerogative. I don't care. But my my only annoyance with it is put that man on the injury report so that people who are Philly fans who paid a premium to see him, like, know like, what they might be getting. When you say he's not even on the injury report, they're thinking – my only time of the year to guaranteed see my star in Denver is happening right now, and he's going to play. 
for the first time in half a decade, he's going to play. I am definitely going to this game. And nah, he's not. And I that's that that's that BS that the um the league has been trying to stamp out with the rest management right. days. You know, where they're right. like, you cannot rest your all stars together. Um, and again, Maxi, uh, I don't believe Maxi qualifies. All so it's, right. It's, right. It's like Jamal, you know, where right. it, it, you, the Nuggets could rest whoever they want because they only have one all star. So it doesn't matter. Right. It exactly. doesn't apply to the rest situation. No but for that. yeah, but the NBA has been trying to stamp this out where you rest all your good guys when you go on the road one time a year to one city. They don't want you doing that. And this is why. So I, I thought that part was BS. If Joel was uh, didn't want to play, he wasn't at full strength. That's fine. Like I, you you get to pick those games during the year. Um, right. The Nuggets would be a hard game. I get it. Um, you know, you you already won against them already, so you just say, "Eh, we're probably not going to win this one. I might as well save myself." Fine. Yeah, exactly. But, Once you're when you're missing your two best your two best players other than you too, I think that's when you're like, right. "Yeah." I'm not gonna. I'm just not gonna go. I, I don't. I don't gotta be out there for that. That's uh, nonsense. Right. Although the number of times that Jokic has been out there for that is pretty. Jokic would have played. Yeah, played. Uh, yeah, Jokic would have played. Jokic is playing. Jokic right, got exactly. stabbed in the eye and was playing. Come on. Right. <laughs> right. Got a full out finger finger poke. Man, uh, is, man is out there like you know strapping his back up with heat every every time out, and he's like he hasn't missed any time for that. So Captain Insano yeah. style, just pow. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it is what it is, I guess, with Embiid. It's, you know, he gets the, the numbers will always look great in the matchup against Jokic because, you know, he ducks it. But every, it, the thing is, that's why I thought, I thought for sure he would play this one because I was like, the narrative is out there 100%. Right. And like for him to do it in the manner that he does it of not being on the injury report at all. And then 15 minutes before the game, Adrian Wojnowski yeah. treats out and Joel Embiid's not going to play like that. That was terrible optics uh, yes. for him in, in terms of that. And, and maybe he doesn't care in, you know, I just, I just don't he cares. I don't right. know what to tell you. Uh, if, when Jokic says he doesn't hear nothing, it's probably true because he stays off the internet because he's a smart cookie. Embiid uh, right. absolutely hears what everyone says about him. It's like KD. Right. Those guys hear everything. So uh, if if your public persona matters that much to you, it's really weird to me that you allow it to go this way. So, right. Exactly. Like I said, I was convinced he was going to play and probably have a huge game because I, yeah, I thought he was going to be great. I was expecting right. him to be great. Right. Because he knows this narrative's out there and he wants to stamp it out. And then it just, well, and yeah, he's like, legitimately an excellent player. That's what right, drives exactly, me insane sure. with Embiid is that it's, he's not a, he's not like, he doesn't turn into a pumpkin until the playoffs, but in the regular season, that dude is a monster. He's an, uh, right. and he's, I don't necessarily he's the most appreciate the way he offensive plays. player that we have. Yeah, right. I mean it's it's not fun to watch, but like it, you can't deny it's the effect how impactful. Yeah, right. And it yeah, just drives I mean, me crazy that he didn't show up. That he was like, nah, not today. Not today. I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I did. Uh, it was a shame. It was a shame. We actually ended up getting a pretty uh, pretty good game, I guess, or at least a close game. Uh, we got a close of... game. One team played well. One team played like ass. But luckily, one the team, team that played, played like, like, ass like won. Right. One team played like a team that was like, yeah, the other guys are missing their three best players. So, yeah. Gonna... And it's our first game back, right? Against yes. so like, again, yeah, again, yeah. They're, they're playing in a job. Real. Right. Yes. I mean, these these are the things that are all all very real. And why why Scott Hastings says it's the hardest game of a road trip yes. because like you come back. Uh, you're kind of going to get back into that groove. Everything, you know, you, you, there's almost a sigh of relief naturally, mentally that you have, uh, when you come home from a road trip. Right. And then, right. uh, you've got to, you've got to suddenly put that, your foot right back on the gas. Uh, and not only that, like I said, also an early tip, like it, it messes with your routine. That messes with you too. You doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, exactly. yeah. So it's 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 especially difficult. Plus, uh, national not only national TV but like ABC. Like, there's not very many ABC games. Um, this is one that the that is. So like a lot of a lot of things go into. Like, I understand 
why the Nuggets uh, looked flat and why guys like Patrick Beverly and then Kelly Oubre and um, God, what was his name? Uh, is it? Is it? Uh, this is the guy. I was like, I don't even know who this player is. Uh, Patrick Reed, right? Paul my Reed. boy, Reed. I, I, Reed. Paul Reed. Paul yeah, Reed. I'm like, I'm like, what? If, what's that? He's my boy. Paul I Reed love is that guy. Freaking bombing, like hitting, knocking down threes, and like just getting dominating in the paint. Uh, and and suddenly, next thing you know, like Nuggets are in a Nuggets are in a, a knock down, drag down you know, drag it out fight. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Morris is hitting threes and hitting, hit jumpers. Like yep. it, uh, well, it, it as, they, show, as like, one always says, paid. yeah. Well, you know, once you let guys get comfortable, they will stay comfortable. So like you shouldn't let them get comfortable out the gate. That's a problem. Right. <laughs> and that's what happened is guys were shooting from all over the floor. They were making from all over the floor. Like you said, they get paid. They were confident. And they were just hitting shots from every place. They were shooting 60 plus percent in the fourth quarter. Like, right. I'm like, what are you doing? What is happening right now? And they just couldn't miss. And it was partly because of Denver and partly just that all those guys stepped up. And Denver was, uh, like you said, recovering from the road trip. And uh, the, the natural letdown of not having to face Embiid and finding out five minutes beforehand. They right, scrapped right, all their exactly. defensive rotations because you had a plan. You know, that you definitely cannot do if Embiid is not in the game. <laughs> right. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're, the offense is, is totally, even though, you know, the offense you already expect to be a little bit different because of uh, no Maxi, no Tobias Harris. But then, right. then you take Embiid out of the, the scenario, and it's uh, obviously it becomes a completely different style game. But we saw the same thing happen with the Nuggets, right? When when Jokic and Murray and uh, yep. Porter and all those those guys didn't play and, and Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan went Reggie out Jackson, and won a game. DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, we've right. done it to other people. It's not like it can't be done. All those guys are legitimate NBA players, and uh, they flexed on us. And I'm just glad that the Nuggets won. Like, yeah, the I Nuggets... don't care how ugly it was. The Nuggets pulled out the victory. They all count the same. That was great. Right. They 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 hung with it the whole way, and then and then the last six minutes were like, all right. Jokic was like, all right, it's time to... Well, Jokic had enough, man. At the, at the end it, of that game, yeah, at the end of that game, he was like, I am done with this game. <laughs> and he put right. it to bed and then walked off the court, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's... Like you said, I think you just take it as, hey, it's a W. Um, you know, yeah. you know, some of them, some of them aren't going to be pretty. Uh, you want it to be pretty because it's Philadelphia, right? It was rivalry right. week. That's why this game was on national TV. Uh, this weekend, uh, but at the end of the day, you take the W and you move on. And like honestly, like it's fine. Like I, I, I don't care that Embiid didn't play. I really don't. Like it, it made it made the game easier for the Nuggets, uh, right. and clearly they needed an easy one. So yes. you know, it it works out. Uh, it works out fine for yeah Denver. For, for, and... for Denver purposes, it was fine for for the fans who went. I feel bad. Like, you know, if you were expecting a heavyweight matchup and you didn't get it, but, you know, Nuggets fans went home happy in the end, despite right. sweating it out, you know, and right. Philly fans took the L on the way out. And those are yeah. both good things. Yeah, you were actually treated to a, a competitive game. So that was right. You know, it was still it was still good. It was still good. Good fun to be had at Ball Arena on Saturday, uh, as will there be on Monday. But we will we will preview, start our preview of the Milwaukee game, uh, as we always do, with a couple of our fast break bets. Gordon, I've got two for you. This one, I think, is very interesting. Uh, I usually don't like betting against the Nuggets, right? I don't like picking, right. uh, picking things or picking the Nuggets to not perform. But this one just almost feels too right to pass up. Aaron Gordon right now, his points line at 13 and a half. The under is plus 100, so even money on betting the under. I mean, Aaron Gordon's going to, one, have to deal with Giannis basically all game long, but two, also going to probably have Giannis uh, at least spending some time on him. I mean, they might uh, they might shift Middleton over to Gordon and then, you know, because they want to put Giannis on Michael Porter Jr. If I'm the Bucks. Uh, I don't do that because I know that, I mean, because Aaron Gordon will eat 
uh, eat Chris Middleton alive down in the paint. I probably, yes. I let Chris Middleton do, do do as good as he can. I mean, Chris Middleton's a decently long defender. Right. Uh, I do, do the best he can against Michael Porter Jr. in that size. Uh, and I put Giannis on Aaron Gordon and, and really uh, – Basically, let I me mean, in a lot of ways lets Giannis, you know, not have to worry too much about um, defending the three-point shot, like which is which is what you want. You don't want you don't want Giannis being pulled out of the lane on defense. So, um, well, just, they don't normally yeah. do that. Like they they already have a good plan against three-point. I I understand that the coaching changes here, but I mean they haven't had right. any real practice time to change anything. Doc has been like hanging out in the studio for a week. I don't know what he's been doing. <laughs> Took a took a vacation before he took his new job, I guess. But um, I mean, the the Bucks are good against the three anyway, so I they don't have to do anything special against Denver. Denver is not a sharpshooting death team, you know. That's not how right. they play. The Nuggets, the Nuggets can shoot threes. They do make a lot of them, but the the Nuggets are not out there just chucking like there's no tomorrow from deep. So. Uh, if I'm right. the Bucks, I'm do what you do, like you said, and I would I would keep Giannis on AG. So yes, it could be a long game for Aaron Gordon, at, at least, least from a scoring perspective. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, the thing is, Aaron gets a lot of his stuff based off of you know back cuts, dunks, uh, putbacks, uh, right. transition. Like you know, uh, he's not out there shooting a lot of stuff. He'll he'll chuck a three a game, you know, just to see what happens. Because they're waving them open, so we might as well. This is, that, see, and so this is also the, uh, another interesting thing. It's not technically on my fast break bets, but another interesting thing, even though I'm saying take the under on Aaron Gordon, uh, 13 and a half points, the over on Aaron Gordon is 0.53 pointers. So he just has got to get one uh, is plus 105. And so again, like I think Giannis, you're probably letting him, you know, not worry too much about Aaron Gordon shooting threes. Right. He might be left wide open and he might just, he might, you know, he might knock one down from the corner. He might airball it, but there's, there's I was going to say, yeah, I... <laughs> chance, you know, that he actually hits it. And so I, I, I think I'm that, that one is an intriguing one as well, but I, I just have a hard time seeing Aaron Gordon being a big scoring threat uh, in this game when he's going to be. Well, scoring. he also hasn't been one recently. Like he, he did well against Philly when, when there was no Embiid, right? Like he right. was doing all of his normal stuff of dunks and and putbacks and he even made a couple threes I think in in the Philly game, but he hadn't made a three the whole rest of the previous week, um and right. he hadn't scored over the thirteen points the whole rest of the previous week, so right. AG hasn't really been on a scoring tear, um until the Philly game when guys were out. So if Giannis right. is in, then I'm with you. I would probably take the under. On, so the last uh, time on the he point. topped he topped thirteen was uh, again against Philly. So he was he was doing really good there. And then he, he uh, like you said, he, I mean he struggled on the road trip scoring wise. Uh, right. No, he he played well, but scoring wise right. he was not he was not scoring. Right. So yeah. So I mean, uh, even money, like I said, maybe that would. What's the? Can I par? Hold on. Let's just see. Maybe yeah. Oh, you're checking it. I see. I was like, yeah. What's what's? Can I parlay this together? Because that I feel like that you get pretty good odds. I'd get pretty good odds on a parlay that says he's going to score under on his points, but Un- he's going under, to but a make it three. Yeah, yeah. I can't do a I can't do a parlay yet on this one. You got to wait. Go. So annoying. Wait. I hate it. Uh, yeah. Well, see, terrible. There you go. Uh, terrible podcasting. My other uh, fast break bet though. So the over is set at two thirty nine and a half, which is pretty high. Um, but you know the Bucks haven't really played any defense. Uh, the Nuggets will will play defense or won't play defense, kind of depending on you know where you where where they feel that day. Um, my thought is though, this is Doc Rivers' first game. There's gonna be some confusion on both ends. The Nuggets don't really know what to prepare prepare for based off right. of they don't they've never seen Doc coach the Bucks before. Uh, the Bucks probably somewhat don't know what to prepare for, uh, or will be trying to do you know learn some things on the fly. Whether it's Doc trying to figure out what they've been doing, uh, or it's the the players trying to figure out what Buck want or what Doc wants them to do. There could be I see that it could be a bit of a. Um, it's going to one be a game where it's not going to be overly complex from a, uh, I think from an offensive standpoint in particular, I think you're going to see a lot of just Giannis and, and Lillard. Um, right. 
But that's what their offense is anyway, man. Right, exactly. Like... So <laughs> I think I think I think that's just gonna be uh a ton of a ton of that. And like I, I think the Nuggets very well could just get into that type of game where I mean they don't have yes, you can put Aaron Gordon on um on Giannis, and yes, you can put KCP on Damian Lillard, but like there's they, they seem more like, at least in my eyes, more likely to end up being willing to get into a scoring match with with Milwaukee than this game being the first game of Doc Rivers' uh, tenure suddenly turning into a defensive battle. You know what I mean? Like it, it right, seems like. Yes. This is going to be a scoring thing. I would. It's bet more of a more of like a street scoring. ball game, right? We're not going to be playing. Yes. There's, it's, there's not going to be a lot. Of, like this is the type no of no scouting reports. Don't worry about it. Yeah, like, just go play. We're not going to have too many plays. We're just gonna we're just gonna go play. Like that's me. Right. Let seems like you're especially with when you've got the caliber of scorers like they do with Giannis and certainly Damian Lillard, who's like if, if we're just going to play street ball, like. Watch out! Watch me score fifty, right? He he might he might be like, watch me score seventy points, uh, and join the the club like everybody else has this week, uh, right? I I think that that has a high a high probability of happening in this game. So I'm on the over even at two hundred thirty nine and a half. I'm on the over too, and that's just because the Nuggets, other than the Celtics game, have not been playing a lot of defense recently. Um, and I. The cel like the Celtics game was was an exception where they they were out there hounding people on defense, but um they have not been very impactful in their guard defense. Sorry, KCP, but like um scoring guards have been doing whatever they want to do recently. Um and the the Bucks have the the two pronged attack of right at the rim with Giannis and from wherever uh from Dame. And they shoot a right. lot. Like the the thing about the Bucks, at least and they've got all offensively, on the floor. Yeah, right. Right. They're they're starting. We were talking about this before the pod, but they're starting Beasley. So Beasley will get his shots right. up. You know, Dave's gonna get his shots up. Um, they they shoot a. They're what top five in in three pointers made. They're uh you know, top two in in two point percentage. Like they they go ahead and shoot a bunch. That's what they're good at. They score the the second most points of any team in the league. So, but they also give up a bunch of points, you know. So, and and the Nuggets, right. uh, they they're not well equipped to stop the Nuggets. Anytime the Nuggets have ever played the Bucks, no matter who was coaching, um, the Nuggets and the Bucks have always had high scoring games. Right. So, I would absolutely take the over because this is one of those matchups where neither team is really built to stop the other team. So uh, yeah, I I their Nuggets are gonna pretty much play them straight up and hope the Bucks run out of gas. So right. <laughs> we'll yeah, see I if mean, that it's, happens. It's it, it's really it's gonna be fascinating. Uh, I mean, to see this is this is just something you don't see happen uh, in the NBA. I mean, uh, coaches get fired midseason all the time, and you even see you know on occasion you'll see the, these big name hires. I mean, the Nuggets did it themselves, right back when. Uh, they yep. fired Jeff Budzdelic, uh, and they had Michael Cooper as their their interim coach. Right? They hired George Carl mid season, right. like right, probably was right around this time. But when the Nuggets did it, they were on the they had been a team who had just made the playoffs the season before, their first time making the playoffs in forever. They got the second year guy, Carmelo Anthony, like this kid who's who's the the clear future face of the franchise and they're suddenly on the outside under 500 on the outside looking into the playoffs like that's the type of scenario you see where it's like yeah okay it makes sense they're gonna fire you know kind of the uh, i mean jeff Woodsdellick definitely did not have the pedigree uh, that george carl did so like you know you you it makes sense like that like we're gonna get rid of we're gonna get rid of the rebuilding coach and we're gonna get rid we're now we're gonna get the playoff coach you don't very often see this type of scenario where they end up firing a coach and your team is one of the top teams uh, in the league because at the end of the day, like wins, wins are what matter. And I'm trying to think of the last time they, I remember one was David Blatt. Honestly, that's what I was saying. That's what I was just going to say. Was it, did they fire David Blatt mid season? Yeah. Like, and yeah. He got fired around the 40th game, something like that. And then, you know, that's when they hired Ty Lue. Um, right. And and went ahead and, and, you know, had their run. 
So I understand it. Like I, I get that they looked at it and they said it's not working. And so they figured, you know what? Rather than waste this season, we're just going to fire that guy and we're going to hire the best coach available, which apparently is Doc. Um, right. You know, and Doc is a steady hand. He's been through this for a couple of decades. He knows what's what. Um, and he can write the ship for us. And then we'll see where we're at. So I get it. Um, right. I was still surprised that they did it. Um, but that's because, like you said, it doesn't happen that often where somebody pulls the ripcord on a uh, on a coach who's, you know, second in his conference and wins. Right, right. You know, and the number of guys who are like, well, he's that that's despite him. OK, but it's never just despite some dude. So right. you're not that good despite somebody. No offense. Um, right. You know, he wasn't holding you back from being a 75 win team. So <laughs> exactly, uh, exactly. No, and well, and what's you you bring up David Blatt? That's I mean that is the exact same scenario when I look at it. Like his his team was thirty and eleven. They have the best record in the conference. Okay, yeah. Uh, when he gets fired, so exactly exactly mid midway through the season, right? Uh, he gets fired with the best record in the conference. Tyloo takes over. They win the championship that season. Right. That's yeah. You know, they came back from three one. Um. And when you think about David Black getting fired, David Black got fired because LeBron James didn't want him as his coach, right? Like right. that's that's ultimately. Well, I it. assume it, that's why this happened too. It makes you assume like Giannis and probably Dame too, because right, you had the whole yep. Terry Stotts thing happen. Whereas, like you know, obviously Dame was uh, a big supporter of Terry Stotts, so like right, uh, he he quits. You know, basically right before the season starts, he quit fired. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it almost basically sounds like, you know, if you look at this, it's like, yeah, these guys probably just were flat out like uh, he is not going to be our coach. But what's so weird is like, I don't think Adrian Griffin gets a coaching job anywhere else other than the Bucks, right? You would have assumed. Right. When they hired him uh, when over Mike Bidzdelic, because like, you know, you would assume that like. Everybody was like, "Yeah, we're we're on board with." I assume you meant with Adrian Griffin. Yeah, not Mike Bidstelic. Mike Mike Budenholzer. It's a it's a BC name. It's a bud. Like, I got you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's I do. You would. I can't imagine they when they hired Adrian Griffin that like because it was just such such a weird hire to me. It was like, okay, he's been like an assistant coach uh, with with a couple of you know, I mean. He, he he was there for for the Raptors uh, when they won the. Uh, he was a defensive guy. Yeah, but like yeah, but he like it's like guy, you know, under under Nick Nurse. So right. So suddenly and suddenly like now he he gets a job coaching like a a championship contender. Uh, it was very odd to me. So I always thought I was like, well, that must be the guy that Giannis wants, right? Like that must be. Uh, the guy that is basically handpicked by their star that they, they would have assumed they would have definitely cleared with him. And so it's just so weird, like that he's now. Well, and they also I, they didn't know, I don't believe when they hired Griffin, that they were going to be able to get Dame and getting yeah. Dame made hiring a defensive head coach useless. Like right. you now have to switch your thing. You You had built your entire plan around hiring a defensive guy and having a defensive team. And just being able to like grind the Celtics and the Sixers to dust, and now you can't do that. So then the question is, who's your offensive guy? And uh, you know they uh, Stotts and and Griffin got together like um, gasoline and fire, so that didn't work out. Um, and after that, man, like that was it. So I I really, as far as I can tell, like. They lost the locker room, you know, at that point. Um, and the stars were just kind of waiting around to see if Griffin would figure it out. He did not figure it out to their liking, and he was gone. Like, right. Doc knows what it's like to have to manage personalities. You yeah, know? I mean, that is the one thing that he's definitely done basically his entire career. Yeah, uh, and, and to, to a lot of success. I mean, obviously, Doc Rivers, uh, the playoff we Failures. mock him, but he's he's right. he's a good coach. Right. Yeah. He's got a ring. You're right. I mean, he's got a ring. Like he has. Yep. He has got got all the way there, and he's always had. 
very successful teams that make it to the playoffs always you know built around and built around stars whether it was that boston team whether it was chris paul and blake griffin and then right you know Kawhi leonard and and paul george and then uh james harden and and uh joel Embiid. like docs he's always had that that ability to to manage stars and and be a team that looks like a, uh, a finals contender you know and then i mean um i was like a doc too is is, is sort of like I don't know. I don't know that I, I'm convinced uh, that he's he's a bad coach. Like he couldn't get he couldn't get past the Warriors uh, in in and the no one was going to do that, which like right. nobody did. Yep. So like you can't really knock him on that. <clears throat> and then like the Kawhi thing, when you think about it, like the the bubble one, like that one, I, it's, it's such a different scenario, right? You were up three one, um, and you 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 would in most all scenarios end up closing that out but you're in the bubble you're on a neutral site with no crowd whatsoever like that's that's a very unique scenario so you kind of all i kind of almost give him a pass uh on them losing that one in the bubble and then the next season like they probably are the team who makes the finals who knows maybe even wins maybe even beats milwaukee but like i certainly feel like that clippers team was was going to be the team uh, in the finals until Kawhi gets hurt, right? And then once Kawhi right. gets hurt in the playoffs, uh, then you know, then it all bets are off, and, and Phoenix ends up getting through. Like, I, I, and then after that, you know, the next season, you're again, you don't have Kawhi, so it's like I have a hard time seeing like Doc Rivers as a guy who's really to blame you know because also in philly once he gets to philly these past the past two years or whatever that he was there you know like it's i mean it's you who who, who you putting on doc rivers or, or joel Embiid, right like right. who's who my my thing on? with doc my thing with doc has always been that i don't know that doc makes you better than you're supposed to be but i right. don't think he makes you worse either so can the bucks if they're as good as they're supposed to be win a title if they stop having an anchor messing with their late game execution, can they win a title? And the answer should be yes. They're a really good team. Right. They've already won a title. Like with with a well, I, I, yeah. I just mean this particular configuration of the Bucks. Right. You know, with Dame, you know, and um and Giannis together, can they win? Yes, they can absolutely win a title if they stop right. screwing up when it matters, because that's what they've that that's what has looked like. Um, it has been a comedy of errors when the when the Bucks have lost this year, um, or nearly lost. The they've, time, they've almost like, blown some games. That's what I'm saying. It's like even though if it has been like a comedy of errors, it's only amounted to 13 losses in 43 games. So they're a yeah. good team. Just do what you're supposed to do, and you should be able to at least make the conference finals. So yeah. that's what they're betting on: is that Doc will make us stop screwing up and handle the basics. And if we right. handle the basics, we should have a team that can go ahead and make a deep run. So I don't disagree with that. That seems fine. That seems like fine logic to me. I think I think this team too. I think Milwaukee is uh, the clear to me. They're the, the clearly the best team in the in the East. Not necessarily. I think the talent level is pretty close between them and Philadelphia and uh, Boston. But like, they're so much bigger than Boston. Uh, uh, not, like with, not where Dame's playing. Yeah, no, I agree. Right, that that's your one spot. But still, like ironing that out is what's gonna is what they need Doc for for the Boston, last half of the season. Who on Boston like, is stopping Giannis? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, right? No, I hear what you're saying. In the same way that who won Boston was gonna stop Jokic. Right. Exactly. Like, but they did stop Embiid last year. But you know, or did Embiid stop himself? I guess that's the question. That's the question. But right. Um. You know, that's that's my thing with um, with the Celtics is I don't think they're big enough. Um, and then with Philly, it's a matter of whether they can do it when it matters. Uh, but right. I still feel the same way about um, Dame in the playoffs. He hasn't really shown that. I mean, from a defensive standpoint, he's an absolute liability. Yeah, um, but from an offensive you know, standpoint, he's an absolute killer. Like, oh, you're not um, wrong. I mean, I'm we've just seen remembering enough times all Denver, the times. Right? Yeah, but the, yeah, but the Nuggets like ended the the Dame uh, Trailblazers 
as a concept. The Dame CJ Trailblazers died against the Nuggets. Died against Austin Rivers and Facundo. They, they died against half the Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like I mean that that concept did not work. So the question is whether there's uh, an ability for that concept to work with Giannis and some yeah. of the other guys that they've got in a you know in a more structured situation. And the answer is yeah, I think it can. I absolutely believe the Bucks can come out of the East. Um, I think I honestly, think the top like, four I mean, of the Bucks, the top four in the in the East, I currently have as the Bucks, the Knicks, the Celtics, and the Sixers. Not in that order, right? And like any yeah, of those squads could come out. Like they're all very good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't know that I buy the Knicks. Uh, I, they're, they're the only team that seems coherent on both sides of the ball. They know exactly what they're trying to do. That's my that only thing with the Knicks. And knowing what you're trying to do is easier than Frankensteining an offense defense with very good but very different parts on short definitely, definitely the least talented of those four teams. I agree. I agree. But so with the Heat last year though. Like Yeah, that's true. That's and and true. they but they had a coherent attack on offense and defense and they made it work. Right. So like in, in that sense, I if the Knicks make it through, they're gonna be the heat of this year. But I don't think it's I don't think it's inconceivable. So, but yeah. you know, for me, the other three teams are better. But you know, if the Knicks made it through, would I be shocked? I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I mean, it would be a surprise. But uh, they, like I said, they they are very very consistent. It's a matter of whether or not they break under the uh, <laughs> the Tom Thibodeau method before they get there. Minutes a game. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. All right, let's go ahead. Let's we'll wrap up the show looking at the Nuggets after this game on Monday. On Wednesday, they play the Oklahoma City Thunder. Tired uh, of that, that team already. One, yeah, tired of the team. It's, it's a very big game for the Denver Nuggets. Yes. They are down right now two games to one Yep. in the series season series against the Thunder. So losing this game would give the Thunder the tiebreaker. Uh, so very important that the Nuggets get the win it is in oklahoma city which is the only other time they uh they got a win against this the yep. this year was actually but cool. yeah that was that was a weird game yeah right well they've all like i said they've all kind of been weird uh against the thunder with with the road teams uh winning every single time um what do, what do you think i mean uh, the there's there's basically been two blowouts. The Nuggets blew out the Oklahoma City Thunder. They blew them out in Oklahoma City at, yep. in OKC's uh, home opener. The then game two very tight. If you remember, the Nuggets probably should have won that game. Yep. Basically had it in the bag, uh, and then Shea Gilgis Alexander uh, comes comes down at the very last second. It was it was kind of a classic like. It was this great is what play, happens man. if you if you yep. well, but it's also a classic. Like this is what happens if you let a team hang around. Like oh yes. suddenly yeah, yeah. oh crap, there's one minute left and we're in a tie game, and then they've got a great player and, and he makes the game winning shot. Um, and then the Nuggets, of course, got blown out. Uh, you should remember that game, Gordon. I'm sure you were on the recap. Uh, <laughs> <probably> <laughs> <was>. <laughs> Nuggets got blown out by the Thunder uh, in their last meeting, which was right before the right before New Year's Eve. Uh, I have not been, I don't know. I, I got to say Chet Holmgren is better than I thought he would be already. Like, you know, I, I'm a Chet is, fan. Yeah, he's good. Those, those, I guess it, it, that it shouldn't be that surprising because those rookies, he's not, he's one of those rookies who's not really a rookie, right? Because he was correct in the NBA locker room, at least all last year and all. In a, he knows in the a, rhythm. He knows the film. He knows right. the travel. Yep. Right. Exactly. So, but he's definitely better than I, I would have uh, expected him. Jalen Williams is is better. He's a Nuggets uh, killer, man. Jalen yeah. Williams is a beast. Like, about the only guy I would say on Oklahoma City that's been disappointing for them is Josh Kitty, right? Like, he has not uh, and obviously... In many, in many I, ways. Yeah, in many ways, he's been very disappointing <laughs> for them, right? But he's uh, not been the, uh, the player that he was uh, last season. Certainly he's plateaued with, for sure. Yes. Right. Exactly. Plateau. That's a great, a great, but it, it almost doesn't matter because like Jalen Williams just kind of was like, oh, well, Josh Giddy kind of plateaued. Well, that's fine because we just got this. Because Isaiah guys. Joe will whoop somebody's ass. That's why. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, like, yeah. And that team is tough, man. They, they, they play so well. They, they block everything. They get a bunch of steals. 
Like they force a ton of turnovers. They're they're a great defensive squad. They've got a terrific point guard play. Like um, Gildas Alexander. Um, somebody was asking it, me a couple years ago. They're like, yeah, yeah. They're like, well, you know, I wouldn't change, trade Murray for any guard in the league. And I'm like, I wouldn't either. But if you offered me Gilgis Alexander, I would think about it. Like, right. and that was years ago, you know, because right. he's he's so good. He's been on this path. Um, and the Nuggets are just going to have to find a way to slow that train down. Like, uh, the Thunder aren't quite there yet. They're still missing something. They There's still another piece that they need. Um, in they, need my their, eyes. they need their their Aaron Gordons and their and their Catavius Caldwell Popes, right? Like they need the the elite role players to put next to Williams, Holmgren, and, and Shea uh, to be to be, and maybe Giddy's already one of those elite role players, and so they're only you know one that one elite role player away, and it's probably uh, either a, a big who can who can you could use to throw at the Nicole Jokic's of the world. So you're not worried about Chet, you know, getting eaten alive because he's 150 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> right. Right. Or, or it's, you know, you, I mean, they could, they, even though they've got Lou Dort, like you could, um, could you improve that? I don't know, but I mean, like Lou Dort's a pretty elite Lou Dort's a good player, player man. in his like self. Like he's a great, like I said, Isaiah you know? Joe was great for them. Like, Right. You know, Kendrick Williams can come off the bench for them. The other Jalen Williams is yeah, uh, yeah, he's good. Uh, like, now he's like I said, the the first Jalen Williams, the one without the Y in his name. Right. He's outstanding. Yeah. Like it, I I I cannot believe how good that kid is already. Like he's yeah, kind of out of nowhere. Guys. Well, I mean, he was he was second in rookie of year. He was second rookie of the year voting last year. Like he definitely had an awesome rookie rookie season, but I think he definitely outperformed expectations last season. So the expectation this season was like, okay, he'll maybe regress a little bit to the mean. Right. And like, no, that's not been the case at all. Like he's taken that next step. Now it's like, this is is like an all-star caliber player. And, and suddenly there's, there's three star players like in the making in Oklahoma yes. City and it may be that the only thing they need is just time like time yeah time to grow and like which is why I would not be like a huge like I wouldn't be like OKC a dark horse team to win a title even if they end up as a top three seed like they're they they strike me as the Sacramento from last season who's going to get bounced in the first round by like a veteran uh by by like Phoenix or something like that right because right like, a, te- a team that's been there Right, a team that's been there and knows and knows what they're doing. But just like you know, just like the Nuggets uh, ended up getting bounced by Portland by Damian Lillard uh, in the in the, in the playoffs their their first season. Like there's, you might get you might get a first round win even, but like you're gonna when you run into a team who's been there and has done that, like that's where I see this team. That's that's the threshold that this team has to get over. Is really just learning how to win in the playoffs and and it's it's difficult to say because we haven't seen it at all right like i mean they missed they missed out last year in the play-in tournament this year they look like they're solidly in the playoffs so we're going to get to uh, see this it, year i expect them to have home court yeah for the first round which is you know it's crazy i mean the northwest division That's, could have the top three seeds in yes in the west they, yes. should, they probably will have the top three seeds in the West. I mean, we'll see what the Clippers do. Uh, but, like, I don't – it's hard to see anybody else catching one of these teams. That, but at the same time, I do not, like, fear Oklahoma. Even even if you take the, the youth side out of it, like, I still do not fear Oklahoma City uh, as a team. Again, the Nuggets blew them out uh, in their home opener. And then they basically – they like I said, they the Nuggets – I put that 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 first loss where Shea hits the game winner. I put that on the Nuggets more than on like, oh man, that we couldn't beat the Thunder. Like the Nuggets just just flat out let it. That was one of the ones you let a game slip away from you uh, when you should when you had it in the bag. I mean, they were up they were up pretty big in that game, and then yes, uh, and then ended up losing it. Like I said, late. I think they were up by. I mean, they were up by like. They were up eight with three and a half minutes left in the game, and they end up, you know, they end up losing it. Uh, and then, and then the game where they got blown out at home, that was, you know, I mean, it's they've they've been very good on back to backs, but that was a second, uh, second game of a back to back. So like right in that kind of brutal December where they were playing just 
uh, tons and tons of games. So like, how much can you really put into it? I don't know. Like not a ton. Like I just don't, I don't see Oklahoma city as a team that, that has the guy to match up against uh, Jokic as good as Chet is like, again, he's 150 pounds soaking wet. Like Jokic when it those matters. guys alive. Yeah. Right. And when it matters and like, so unless Jalen Williams and, and Shay and, and Shay, of course you expect is going to be on all the time, but, but he, there hasn't been like the, the nuggets have actually done a pretty good job against him. Uh, even in, in the, that first loss. So I don't know. I don't, I think the nuggets actually match up pretty darn well. Uh, against the Thunder, and I think the Thunder, their Achilles heel is still going to be like, how are you going? Is how are you going to defend Jokic? Because Chet, as good as he is, is not good enough to t- to defend him one on one. And and without that ability, like they're they're, they're going to have to send a double team, and and somebody's going to be open, and, and the Nuggets are going to find a way. I just and I, when you got the the ability to put KCP on on Shea Gilgis Alexander, when you've got uh, you know, Eric Gordon, who you can put on Jalen Williams if you want. Like you've got right. the ability to stop these guys. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I like. I like the Nuggets' chances against the Thunder. I think they win this game uh, on the road, even even though they're on the road in Oklahoma City. I think uh, they know I th- it matters. I, I think right. That I they think know. they know it definitely matters. And I think there's oh, a bit of a chip two games. I think they. I think they want OKC more than they oh, want yeah. the Bucks. Way, way you know more what I mean? Bucks, yeah. Like yeah. In, inside the division, inside the conference, matters way more than some rando game you can't game plan for against the Bucks. You know, right. the Bucs is just going to be a go on the court and play and figure it out. The right. Thunder is going to be, we got to get this game. Yeah, the Thunder so is I the think game everybody you knows that. To be intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can, and then we can, you know, take our foot off the gas and right. split these games against Portland. <laughs> <laughs> we won't spend any time on the show breaking down. Uh, the the Portland the Portland Portland's already broken because, down. We don't have to break yeah, them down anymore. They're terrible. Um, that's so why that, they're going to win at least one game this week against the Nuggets. <laughs> so that said, Gordon, we'll, we'll finish it up with, I guess, with some predictions. You've got the Milwaukee game, the at Oklahoma City, and then, like I said, the Portland double dip, uh, both home games. Before we speak again, I like it. Uh, I like three and one, and I think yeah, I think one of those losses is Portland. Just gonna say it. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, that's where I'd be at. I think the Nuggets will win a pickup game against the Bucks. I think they're gonna win a grinded out crazy game against the Thunder. Um, and then there's gonna be a letdown against the. It'll probably be the Friday game, right? Right. Then you have yeah, your letdown the... against the the Blazers. Then it's like, oh, all right, all right, we got. And then you come back and you retake right. the game. You're like, never mind. They, we were just kidding in that first game. They probably yeah. yeah. Then they probably win Sunday by like thirty. Right. That would that would be classic Nuggets Nuggets style. All right. Well, we are in we are in agreement on that. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I am at Zach Mikosh Gordon is at G Money Nugs at Denver Stiffs at Mile High Sports. Get all of the. Uh, the full Nuggets experience by following all those counts. Um, and make sure you tune into us uh, next week. Gordon, pleasure as always, sirs. Yep. Let's hope for three and one. I need something nice in my life. Let's go. <laughs> all right, everybody. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. This is a